Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio Pre-roll time. You know the Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing Solutions. And the Inked Marketing Solutions crowdfunded comic for this year episode. Well, it belongs to Heel Turn on Kickstarter now as we speak. So, if you're a fan of pro wrestling, if you're a fan of Dexter, remember Dexter? Remember how great that was? We don't talk about that last episode, but besides all that, remember how great Dexter was? Just this this lovable killer, this murderer. Well, what happens when that lovable murderer is, uh, well, he's dropping knees from the top rope uh, right before him, you know? It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it seems like an amazing story, people. So if you're a fan of professional wrestling and you're a fan of, uh, well, just psychopathic killers, then this is the book for you. He'll turn. There's still time now. There's still few, a few days to go. So let's make this book happen, people. Um, head on over to inked.pub forward slash heel turn that's inked.pub forward slash heel turn it's going to take you right to the kickstarter page and you just hit the little back this button and pick your prize because uh they they, they got some they got some offerings there for you i'll have you see that for yourself though so once again the book is heel turn proudly brought to you by inked marketing solutions Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 335. The 335th episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast will be a creator corner. And the creator that I cornered on this episode, well, um, he's a little outside the box as far as the type of... uh, uh, comic bookers that I usually have on this show. Not necessarily a, a comic book creator, but he is a comic creator. Um, a web comic creator. Alex Schumacher. Alex Schumacher has a book, or not necessarily a book, but a series uh, called Mr. Butter Chips. And, you know, listeners know uh, that I don't usually have. Uh, web comics featured on this show. Not that I'm saying it's not allowed or anything like that, but it's just not something that often happens. But with this, um, seeing little previews of Mr. Butterchips and just being able to relate <laughs> so hard, I, I yeah, no, I, I feel like this is a, this is actually a really relevant comic strip. That and once again, it's not a strip either so much. It's just a web comic. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's it, it was it's absolutely amazing, and you find it through SLG Publishing, and we'll get into all of that. Uh, but without any further ado, I'm 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 gonna let the man Alex 
Alex Schumacher tell you all about it themselves. So here you go. All right. Alex, how are you, man? I am fairly well today, Brian. How are you? I, I'm, I'm well. Actually, I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm above fairly well. You know, um, a couple, a couple pegs above fairly well. And that's because I'm talking comics, man. Like it's just, it's, it can elevate any part of my day. Five minutes yeah, ago, absolutely. I was, I, I was stressing about this and that, and then I remembered, yeah, oh, fuck, I get I'm talking comics here in a minute. Everything's gonna be good, at least for the next thirty minutes. You know, so <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm, it's I'm, like a non-medicinal I'm, mood stabilizer. It, it really is, man. It really is. Science should study this shit. Science should study the, <laughs> the, 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 the benefits of. Uh, uh, verbalizing one's um, uh, enjoyment over such a <laughs> amazing, amazing properties of comics. Yes, yes. Thank you, person with better words than me. Um, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's. I just that's have a thesaurus open in front of me. Ah, ah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Alex, uh, we've been following each other on uh, Twitter for quite some time now, and um, yeah, it was man. it was just a matter of time. You know, I'm a, I'm a busy man. I don't mean to, to, to gloat. I have a shit ton of requests coming in daily. Um, but when I, yeah, when I, I see imagine. someone like yourself, you know, the first off, I, I, I admire somebody that's following the podcast for as long as you have. You know, automatically you got a notch in, in, in the, and yeah, good, good job. <laughs> but well, well, thanks. you're doing something different than the, the, that I typically, um, you know, talk about. And it wouldn't be a first, but it's been a long time since I've had a, uh, um, a well, a, a webcomic artist on here. And, uh, well, a just creator, for that matter. Um, way back, I had, um, I, my, my first guest ever, actually, was, uh, he, he was a webtoon creator, Sean Mullen, and he's still following this show. And I, I wish I could talk about the shit that he's doing now. But he went from being a webtoon <laughs> creator to just, he, he's getting ready to blow the world's mind with, 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 with what's coming. So I, 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 I don't look at webtoon creators on any other level uh, uh, as far as the, the comic spectrum goes. You know, there, there's some amazing fucking webtoons out there. So naturally. Yeah, there are. I had to say sure. yes. <laughs> um, well, that's appreciated. Uh, well, it, it, uh, the, the book or the well, I mean, we could say it's a book now because it has been uh, uh, you, you have a printed form out of this. But we're talking Mr. Butterchips. Yeah. Right. And honestly, uh, that that's really all I needed to hear. You could have just said, "Hey, I'm Alex. I got this thing called Mr. Butter Chips," and I would have been like, "Um, wh- fucking, what's your email?" You know, I mean, <laughs> the, 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 the the title had me in immediately. Um, I yeah, I found that if you name a companion animal Mr. Anything, it's inherently funny. It, it is. It is, isn't it? Fuck, I never really thought about that. It's a nice little trick. Shit, that's good to know. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I just manipulate emotions. That's how I run my run my business. Manipulating emotions. I like that. Yeah. It's devilish, yeah. but it'll get you places, man. Uh, it will. Uh, yeah. Um. So, uh, I mean, I want to. I want to. Before we get into Mister Butterchips, though, I got to know about you, yeah. Alex, the, the the creator, and where the hell you come from. Um. So I I, I got to know. I mean, this isn't you know your typical twenty page floppy. Um, are you a you know a traditional comic reader, or have you always been um, you're you're like a political cartoonist type of person? Is that what you've been more drawn to? Uh, that was more in 
the last decade or so, I would say. Uh, I initially started out in my 20s. My idea was to become a syndicated comic strip artist because I grew up loving all of the you know newspaper funnies, as it were. And I, okay. I had this weighty tome, this monster of a coffee table book when I was a kid called the Smithsonian Collection of Newspaper Comic Strips. So it I, had I know, all the I know exactly and... what you're talking about, actually. I, I worked at a shop for a while, and that big motherfucker, we had it behind a, a, a display case, and that thing was like a, I mean, it was just, it was like a Bible, but just bigger. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the thing of legend now. Yes. <laughs> and it, it was just teeming with all the classics, you know, Pogo and Dick Tracy and Captain Easy and, you know, the, the spectacular um, stuff by Alex Raymond, like the Prince Valiant and Tarzan strips and all of those. So I, I grew up absolutely enamored with the comic strip um, industry. So I was initially trying to get into that in my 20s, and this was the early aughts. So unfortunately for me, it was right around the time that print circulation and the newspaper industry was sort of tanking. So in my late 20s, I kind of had to jump ship and started in on comics because I had read superhero books and, and different comics as a kid. My aunt had this uh, wide and varied collection of golden and silver age books. So I had, you know, DC, you know, world's finest, you know, Superman and Batman, and there were romance books and there was horror books and there were Harvey comics. So I had mm. this wide array, you know, at my disposal that I was reading as a kid. So I always liked floppies growing up as well. But like I said, my heart was initially in comic strips for the newspapers. So anyway, when I kind of realized that wasn't really that viable or lucrative <laughs> of a career um, um, objective, I kind of jumped ship and went to comic books. So at that point, I was reading things like Powers by Bendis and Omin and Hellboy and things more in a paranormal spectral genre. And I, for some reason, I had deluded myself into believing that I would become the next rock star illustrator <laughs> in those mm. categories. Oh, foolish young Alex. So um, obviously that didn't happen. I did have a graphic novel come out when I was about 33 uh, called The Unemployment Adventures of Aqualung for a company called Arcana Studios, which is a fairly well-known indie company. Uh -huh. And I thought that was my stepping stone to the big time. And I quickly followed that up with a couple of one-shot gigs, which then completely fizzled out. And as we preface this whole spiel with, uh, that's kind of when I started focusing more on my writing and really honing that and, and became, you know, very interested in not political. I mean, it is political cartooning, but for me, it's more social commentary mm -hmm. and, you know, along those lines. And it's really, you know, just about kind of common sense things for me where, you know, don't hate people, <laughs> don't discriminate, you know, See. live and let live and love everybody. You know, so that it was kind of from that perspective, too, in a lot of ways. 
that, so that's Mr. what Butterchips. I. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I love that you say that no. though, because that's immediately what drew me to this. After just reading the first couple of strips, I was like, "It's so fucking obvious. It's low hanging fruit." But that's the thing is, we 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 walk right by this shit. We 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 take the the, the obvious call, judgment call for granted because it seems like right. it's too easy because nothing's easy. But some things are fucking easy, and it's just making the right decision. And it's this. This one would think is it, <laughs> oh man, this monkey is me in so many goddamn ways. And but uh, no, continue on. I'm sorry. I just I, I connected to that that aspect of it immediately. No, that's great. On. If you want to interrupt me to compliment me, you know, <laughs> in some sort of aggressive <laughs> manner anytime, please feel free to do so. I oh, it's gonna happen. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not the best at accepting compliments, but praise is perfectly fine. Anyway, um, so so, but that's that's kind of you you hit the nail on the head. Is Mr. Butterchips became that vessel for me, where you know I was feeling the frustration and aggravation that a lot of America was, the majority of America was. I'll venture to say, and he just became the mouthpiece for all of. Uh, you know, all of my righteous indignation. So you sort of have to wade through the ramblings of an inebriated capuchin organ grinder monkey, <laughs> but that's also sort of a stand in for, you know, customer service jobs and the gig economy. So it's disgusting, disgusting rather a number of disgusting things. And it just, it's, it's a way of incorporating all of that and the comic became very reliant on the Trump administration during its tenure at the literary magazine Drunk Monkeys. So it was there from about 2016 to the beginning of this year. And SLG Publishing, you know, renowned indie publisher, actually put out the collection of those initial of the initial run last year. So then luckily in November, when the tide started to turn a little bit. I was speaking with Dan Votto, who runs SLG, and we were sort of brainstorming because the comic needed to change. You know, it needed to transition to not being as reliant on the administration that was no longer going to be around. Now, right. plenty of intolerance, plenty of stupidity, you know, in abundance. So there was still plenty of that to, you know, take aim at, but it just needed to be done in a little bit of a different manner. So... I, I kind of, the elevator pitch for this new Buttership series is um, Fritz the Cat from Robert Crumb in Little Nemo's, or Little Nemo's Slumberland. Mm. So it's this, you know, sort of perverse, obscene, anthropomorphic animal in a very surreal, hallucinogenic setting and, and covering all these topics that we said. So it's still a way for me to, you know, voice my concerns and, you know, again, aggravations, but in a little bit of a different way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I mean, um, go, uh, a lot of people, once the Trump administration ended, just lost uh, their, their, well, their careers. People made a career out of, you know, just satirical commentary on this man. Yeah. And, um, you know, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, shit, he's, he's not even allowed to be published his, his thoughts you know twitter and facebook are banning him and everything so we can't even know what he's saying outside of the the, the shit we can't continue right. to comment on all this so yeah, yeah. And the uh, funny thing was too is it, it almost felt like towards the last half of his first term that satire was almost dead because 
you just couldn't conceive of anything dumber than he was actually, you know, doing. And, you know, any of the acts that he is in his administration were perpetrating, you couldn't come up with anything that seemed less fallible or, or less, um, you know, less idiotic or more right. idiotic, I guess, <laughs> in that sense. So yeah. it was almost like satire was on a downward slide because you just they were writing the jokes themselves well yeah how, how do you cartoon a cartoon right you know like that that's the, the and that's really what it came down to is it was just once again just kind of low-hanging fruit <laughs> i mean it yeah was, it was is there right any there. way to like magnify what's already completely ludicrous it right. was it was getting kind of difficult so you know and and i think i was kind of moving towards the idea that the strip needed to change for those reasons also you know but it was you know, sites like The Onion and all of these great satire sites that were just kind of throwing their hands up in the air and being like, I guess we just publish real news now. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know what we're supposed to write about. Yeah. So that was part of the impetus um, in the transition too. Gotcha. Um, so, so I have to ask, I mean, mm -hmm. if, uh, I mean, uh, Biden has his, his clown moments for sure. No, oh, absolutely. Um, uh, are are you uh, against you know having fun with the the other side? I mean, I'm not saying which oh, no. side are you. I, I'm just saying. Be, uh, did you did you think for a second? Okay, there's no way the the uh, the left is going to be nearly as funny for the next four years. So let's just fucking focus on something else. Or oh I mean, no, I knew. I mean, with Biden, because here's the thing: is Biden was not anywhere near the top of my list for candidates. I was going to vote for essentially whoever the Democratic candidate was. Unfortunately, we were sort of in a beggars can't be choosers scenario to some degree. <laughs> but but no, I knew there was going to, you know, Biden was going to be kind of problematic in a lot of ways. So I have absolutely no qualms about, you know, poking fun at the left as much as the right. Now, I think, you know, the right tends to be more hateful, I guess. Um, I mean, the left has has their moments in that regard as well. But yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't make any, you know, exceptions, uh, you know, if, if there are idiotic things happening that are affecting people, that's the thing. I think that's the main thing for me is if yeah. it's affecting somebody negatively and it is some situation where people, people in power, you know, where that paradigm is in their favor and they have the ability to do something about it and don't change it or continue to persecute a specific group. I'm not going to support them simply because some of their beliefs align with mine at all. I, I will, I am more than happy to speak out against any kind of intolerance or injustice or inequality, because I think there's absolutely no need for it whatsoever. So we could go into a whole thing about capitalism and the ridiculousness behind that, but to, I guess to answer your question after my tangent, uh, oh, no, no I have no, I have no problem with with you know using the left as punching bag either. Right on, I, and I didn't think so, but I just I, I know how uh, how how quick to judge anybody or people on the internet could be listening to sure. something, and I, I I wouldn't for a second want any listener to immediately turn this off because they think you're just a a far left antifa loving blah 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 blah, blah right blah, blah. you know. <laughs> Um, right. I, I know better than that because I'm, I'm, I'm reading the comic. I could see that it's not you're not a fucking far left type of person. That's just 
uh, no, you're, you, the, the commentary, like I said, it's right fucking there. It's just common sense shit. It is. Uh, it, 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 it's ridiculous, man. This is. Uh, I just don't uh, see what the, what's so difficult about, you know, accepting everybody and loving everybody. You know, and it sounds like you said, it sounds like such a simple concept, but there's so much hatred out there. And the bizarre thing, I know we're getting a little bit off the comic, but it's still sort of in the realm of what Mr. Butterchips embodies. Absolutely. The idea is for me, hatred takes work. You have to actively try to hate a group of people or you know speak out and oppress and subjugate a group of people that takes effort and work it's so much easier to love and accept people and i you know there's you know the word intolerance or or tolerance and i don't i try not to use that because the word tolerate to me doesn't sound the same as acceptance you know thank it's, you like i don't want to tolerate a group of people i want to that you just, know, that accept just means them. I want to, yeah, exactly. And it's mm-hmm. not just, you know, you're not just putting up with, you know, migrant workers or the LGBTQIA plus community or anything like, like I'm not tolerating them. They're people and I'm a person and we all live together. You know, that's so, so I know, you know, people when they use intolerance, I know what they're talking about and I'm perfectly fine with people using that in the sense that they're against it. But I've tried to, you know, alter my wording or my phrasing a little bit to, to say acceptance more than tolerate, because I just, I feel like that can have some negative connotations that are unintended at times. I, I like that. I, I do. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I have those yeah. the same types of thoughts and feelings about the, the, the way that the, those words are um, seen and used. And yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's uh, I, I I'm, I immediately uh, connected to what what the hell you were talking about, and okay. truth, it's 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 it's. Um. Now, with the you, you said you said a a word for me, uh, and I hate using the word trigger word, but I use this in a positive, <laughs> uh, in a positive sense. You said Nemo. Now, Nemo to me that that is that that's probably one of the most important important things at least the the cartoon itself the animated uh feature that they did oh sure watching that as as a as a child is probably why i i developed an artistic brain uh, oh, I, interesting. I, I, I mean i i i watched that movie twice a day every day until it just didn't work anymore on the old vhs <laughs> um i, I literally know what vhs are anymore but they'll, they'll learn <laughs> they'll learn <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, that's great, man. And it's like Windsor McKay was truly kind of, and I hate saying genius because I feel like that word is thrown around so often, but in, in every sense of the word, I feel like, you know, at least in the cartooning world, Windsor McKay was a genius and the things that he was depicting and the way he was portraying them were, was something that had never been seen before. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. I mean, even as a as a young kid, I kind of knew I was like, well, I don't know if it'll ever be anything like this. You know, yeah. I mean, I just I, I, I was able to realize at a very young, dumb kid age, that how special this thing is that, that I'm seeing. And I, I really do think that it, it somehow molded me um, into okay. to where I am now. So when, when you when you put Mr. Butterchips in a situation that's um, Nemo-esque and a psychedelic situation psychedelics another um once again i 
trigger word for me. I, I get all fucking excited when I hear that word. Yeah, um, that's a good apt word to use for the new series, though, too, for sure. <laughs> I, well, it's the, I mean, but I'm somebody that, you know, I, I very much admire and experiment with the, uh, the, the medical values that, you know, the psychedelics have on one. So, oh, absolutely. So, Oh, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a giant advocate, man. I'm just finding out recently how how incredible this is. Like, I'm on a microdose regimen and everything now. It's it's a oh, fucking that's great, it's, man. it's beautiful being in Colorado where it's fucking legal. It's so yeah, beautiful, California just, too. So yeah, man, we just talk about <laughs> it, and not have to worry about the feds kicking down our fucking door. Right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and um, I'll make that very clear. I'm not writing this as a person who doesn't know about any of those substances, like. I do partake and you know a lot of these ideas and you know episodes if you want to call them for Mr. Redchips sort of come to me because it, it does open your mind and I know that's super cliche to to say but it does free your mind in a way that for me at least when I'm just you know stone cold sober it I can't think necessarily in that specifically exaggerated way so these ideas and, and, you know, figments that have come to me are, are something that I wanted to put down on paper. I wanted to, you know, distill it into this comic. So it's definitely a part of my, you know, writing and artistic DNA for sure. Oh man, that, that, that is so awesome to hear. I fucking love, I, oh man, that, that gets me all excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. where do you see some of the future installments that are going to come out? I think it's, I mean, it's pretty evident now with the, you know, hallucinogenic Toontown setting, mm. which is kind of how I've been describing it, but it, it gets even more in, insane. I, I Well, I mean, I, I, the, the, the possibilities that psychedelics can produce while creating art is, I mean, unfathomable. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very, very intrigued to, 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 to know how this advances from here. But uh, it's, yeah. uh, I, I love knowing that you're not somebody that's just like, oh, yeah, because drugs are trippy, man. Let's put the monkey in drugs and... I mean, you, you, right. you, you study your subject material. I mean, you, you create while, the, I mean, so one would say that some of the subject material helps create, you know, I mean, it's uh... no, absolutely, it's definitely sort of a symbiotic relationship in a lot of ways, because mm -hmm. if your brain is already kind of hardwired, you know, for creativity, and then you, you know, kind of infuse it with <laughs> some specific substances, there is kind of a beautiful reaction that happens a lot of the time i mean sure sometimes you just want to like eat a bag of chips and watch a movie like that happens too but you know when you get into that artistic zone it, it can create some really compelling ideas that i don't i personally don't think would even occur to me under normal circumstances so but but like you said even for the therapeutic properties i think a lot of those tend to, you know, the, the lead tends to be buried when people talk about things like cannabis, because there are a lot of really positive things that, you know, that, that, that certain substances can provide. And I think that's important to also highlight. So there's going to be some of that in the comic as well, but, um, but yeah, it's definitely, it, it helps me in a lot of ways and it kind of sounds like you're in a similar boat. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. It's um, it is. It's a it's a it's a creative tool for sure. No, it is. Uh, 
Um, I mean, I used to drink, so I, I haven't, this next month, July, will be two years since I've had a drink because drinking for me was a problem. It mm-hmm. affected my, you know, relationship with my wife. It affected my relationship with friends. It affected my work performance, you know, when I had a day job. It was a very destructive uh, uh, substance, a, a destructive, I guess, habit, you know, or, or addiction really is what it was. Absolutely. So, were you creating comics at all while you were drinking? I was, but very, very poorly. So part of the reason that I think I didn't find success for a long time in my 20s or, or even find any kind of avenues to get into the industry, you know, I didn't really find that till my early 30s. And part of that was because I was either drunk or hungover all the time. Mm-hmm. And that is not conducive to being productive. I could get stoned out of my mind one night, wake up the next morning and be completely fine, get right to work. You know, it doesn't affect my life in the same way. Also, I don't become a different person when I'm a little high as I did when I was drunk. Um, You know, there's no blackouts. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, you know, very, very different (laughs) interactions that happen. So drinking for me was a problem, but being what we call, you know, California sober, <laughs> has been mm-hmm. actually really healing for me in a lot of ways and, and, and you know, pretty positive. That's awesome. Uh, no, I, I've always, uh, I, I'm somebody, I mean, I've, I've been surrounded with, with alcoholism my entire life. I, I understand the struggle. I get it. Yeah. And hearing somebody, you know, to come out and say, I didn't have to just quit everything. I'm not, you know, straight edge now. I'm not going to church three times a week to to <laughs> get my mind off of things. And if right. that's what if that's how you get off of it, well, that that's that's absolutely fine. Oh sure. But, yeah. but to know that you know you realize okay, um, it, you look past the stigma of these these uh, what we call drugs and realize the, the value of them. Okay, and you but you also right. realize at the same time that you have a, a addictive capabilities as well. Exactly. Um, so I've actually set rules for myself uh, since I stopped drinking. So it's like I can't use if I'm upset. So I can't necessarily use it as an escape specifically. Ooh. You know, I if it starts affecting my work routine or my relationships or anything in my personal life, I'll stop. So I've set myself some some boundaries and some parameters this time around. Because no, as you said, you know, going into it knowing that I do have sort of an addictive personality. It was important, I think, to give myself some boundaries like that. So, and so far, you know, it's been fine. You know, I smoked pot like when I was 15 or 16 with my friends, (laughs) you know, when I was in high school and it was in my first punk band, Uh, Um, but I hadn't done it for a long time after that. And, And when it, you know, came around to the, the conversation about being legalized here, I did start, you know, back in with it and experimenting with it again. And so again, I I felt it was pretty necessary for me personally to set, you know, like I said, those, those sort of parameters for myself and I've been able to create consistently, you know, and that's, that's one of the biggest things for me. And especially because Mr. Butterchips is on a weekly schedule, you can't really fall behind on that. No. And if you do, people stop losing interest. And if people stop losing interest, the publisher stops losing interest. Yep. So there's this sort of, you know, uh, waterfall effect, you know, that of negativity that can happen. So again, I'm very mindful of that, you know, nowadays. And I think 
being alcohol free has allowed me that kind of cogency that I didn't have before when I was drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's, that's amazing to hear, man. It, it really is. Um, how, how difficult is it to, uh, to, to write your character as um, one that enjoys the, uh, the uh well i mean uh you know no look at it booze yeah, yeah no he's definitely drinking in here yeah. i'm looking more, more towards the end and it's a lot of drugs but uh oh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah no he, he enjoyed it yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah what, what what's that yeah there we go we're back here i see it god there's so many great fucking <laughs> strips in here man no thanks. um uh so yeah what, what what's it like writing um uh you know a, from that perspective writing a character that uh, I mean, you're not necessarily portraying him struggling with alcohol. He's more kind of embracing it, for that matter. Yeah, um, I think Mr. Birdships does, and you know, to some degree, it's kind of a parody of myself because he does. He uses it as an escape sometimes, and he uses mm -hmm. it to sort of numb, you know, the the despair and <laughs> you know vexation of being in you know a slave for lack of a better term i know it's not a great term but you know he, he is to the service industry because that's really the only job that he's kind of you know equipped to to handle at this point so he definitely doesn't use it in healthy ways and i've kind of you know used that in a way to hold myself accountable and you know, show that it can be destructive. And plus, Mr. Butterchips is not a perfect character. I didn't want him right. to be portrayed as a perfect character because he's, you know, he's normal. He's flawed. Mm -hmm. His heart's in the right place. And that's the important part with this comic. But he's certainly not perfect. He makes mistakes just like everybody else. And the whole idea is as long as we are willing and capable to learn from those mistakes and, and progress from those mistakes, then we're doing okay. Because nobody's going to do the exact right thing 100% of the time. That's just, uh, it's just a false expectation. And it's an expectation that sets you up for disappointment. So he's, he's by no means perfect. And he's a drunk. And he's angry. And sometimes he lets his anger get the best of him. But his heart's in the right place. And he's, and I, you know, for me, I think his heart's in the right place. And I think he's fighting, the, you know, he's choosing the right battles to fight. Yeah, and uh, that, that's it's just another thing that I really admire about this is because it, it's it's I don't know it's another commentary on the fact that you don't have to to come off always being the person that you know would always everybody would automatically look to to be the hero in a hero situation. You could be just a regular ass person that nobody would expect to to rise to the occasion and still do the right goddamn thing. Once again, it's just another thing that blows my mind. You know, you have to be a certain type of person to do this. You know, you have to stay in your lane and. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure. There's definitely moments in life where you got to stay in your fucking lane, but never when it comes to making the right goddamn decision. Oh, and... we're standing up for what's right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, I've always been a fan of the anti-hero. And so that's kind of, you know, if you have to put the monkey in a box, that's, that's mm -hmm. kind of the overarching idea is I think he's an anti-hero and he tries to do what's right, even when the right thing to do isn't easy. And even if the right thing to do isn't necessarily what he wants to do, you know, I think he's trying. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I, I really do think this guy, the, the, this monkey in a lot of ways is just a, he, he's a big piece of me, man. I think that's why I relate to it so much. And I think that's why yeah, I love hearing that too. Well, I, I, there's no way that I, I'm the only one out there. Like I, I have another podcast. that's really devoted. I mean, a lot of it is just me ranting about the 
fucking shit that I see that drives me nuts. Like, I mean, if you listen to that podcast, you could probably put Mr. Butterchips in those situations and continue your goddamn strip because it's it's just me doing these types of things in these situations, <laughs> like taking a step up and, you know, like being an enforcer in a situation, you know, and like sometimes, yeah, stepping out of my lane going, dude, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it. And that can be hard to do. And, and the other thing is, you know, I think for me anyway, using Mr. Butterchips as a main character in a somewhat satirical comic, that differentiates the series from a lot of political or satirical comics as well, because a lot of those are simply depicting events that have happened and using the actual people or you know, uh, locations, you know, and events using those and then twisting them to find the humor in them. Whereas Mr. Butterships is a main character and, you know, a, a constant in, in this world that sort of revolves around him. And we see him reacting to, you know, the lunacy uh, of being alive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff in the background that's happening. So, so it seems kind of, kind of chaotic and insane. And that's by design, because a lot of that is meant to kind of depict, you know, the the viral videos that we find online and the ads that are thrown at us constantly. And it's just this sensory overload that seems to be in our lives all the time because the majority of our lives are now spent in this digital realm. I mean, that's how we meet people. That's how we forge relationships and bonds and find employment. And in the midst of all of that, we, we have all of these other elements being thrown at us constantly. So the world that Mr. Butterships inhabits is sort of meant to mirror that. So it it does seem kind of chaotic and insane, but it's supposed to, it's not just random haphazard things I'm throwing into the background. It's it's meant to feel like really overwhelming (laughs) because life is overwhelming. I dig it, man. I dig it. I think this is I think this is an important read for a lot of people uh, in a lot of ways. For one, to okay, show yeah. that, you know, it's it, web comics still live very, very much so. You know, it doesn't just have to be a, a manga-esque webtoon for it to be popular on right. the Internet. You know, yeah. you, you could you could still make stuff like this and it it, it, it connect and uh Man, I, it's, I, I really do. I, I have a strong connection with this. And, you know, at first, I'm not going to lie. I went in there and I was like, oh, shit, there's a lot of Trump jokes in here. Um, right. I have a feeling it's, it's going to be leaning a certain way. But no, and that's, that's not what it is at all. Immediately. I, I mean, w- within the first strip or two, you realize, OK, no, the message is so much bigger here. You know, yeah, and again, it, when we were moving to SLG to do the weekly on the site, that was important to me as well as to expand you know, the world and the humor, everything about it. So like you said, you're not just going in and week after week, it's these jokes at the rights expense or conservatives expense or, you know, whatever it is. It, it was important to me to make it a comic that people wanted to come back. It's not going to be that way if it's just this one note series, All, you know, every single time you're coming back and reading a different version of the exact same joke. So it needed to be in a world with a cast of characters that would compel people to, you know, to come back and read it and still, you know, embrace and convey the same ideas and the same stances on issues, but in a way that's, that's maybe a lot more entertaining. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm behind you on that, man. There, 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 there's one strip in here that, that, that particular, particularly sticks with me, and it's towards the beginning, and it's the, uh, the, 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 the comment rabbit hole. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the, I mean, and, and it's, oh, that's from the collection, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there, there's one that, um, you know, from, from surface level, it looks like it's just making fun of Trump supporters. But in the end, uh, the, the, the actual message is um, being, I, I guess, silenced on the internet. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, not, uh, you, you, you can, you could see something absolutely ridiculous and try to comment with a very valid and uh, scientifically backed statement. And immediately you're just shut down with a bunch of just, slurs just random basic ass um slurs with with yeah. nothing behind them at all it's just you're 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 being silenced but yeah, the whole the, idea is comment sections are not a you know a, a great place to have civil discourse they're no. not you know fruitful at all to try and have some sort of productive conversation there because it just doesn't happen like you said you know you comment something and you could be very well intentioned and well-meaning and automatically somebody's going to jump down your throat saying insults it's not even an attempt to start a debate like yeah. like a productive debate it's just name calling at that yeah. point yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you, you could have done that. Uh, you could have made that, that, that same um, uh, uh, I, I point, I guess, uh, doing it with just uh, changing the picture just a little bit and changing out the, the, the comment, you right. know, the whole evangelical <laughs> Trump photo. <laughs> you, 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 you could change that in anything. Sure. Uh, literally change that and then change the, 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 the comment that Mr. Butterchips puts in. And it, it would be the same exact um uh outcome no matter yeah. what the fuck it is no and that's just, the whole just point different like, just different names being called i guess you wouldn't be called yeah. a libtard or a snowflake you'd be called like a, a nazi or a um a fascist right and that's that's the whole thing is it's interchangeable and yes in that you know specific comic i was you know again that was more geared towards you know the trump administration mm -hmm. so that was the specific you know, uh, example that I used, but like you said, that could be subbed in for anything and the outcome is still the same. And that's really the point. And so I hope, you know, not that Mr. Bunchips is, is necessarily like an intellectual sort of comic, but I hope that people are at least analyzing it a little bit because there's typically more under the surface than, than what's just shown in the comic. And, you know, like you said, I mean, it sounds like you're doing that. And I hope that, the majority of people who are reading it are doing the exact same thing. Cause typically there's more to take away from it than just the gag that I'm, you know, that I've written for that specific installment. Well, Alex, I can assure you that I only have the smartest listeners. So you, you, <laughs> well, you're if they're reading comics, fun. then yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's true. <laughs> they're they're going to take this. my comics. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be just fine. None of my <laughs> listeners are going to be misinterpreting anything. <laughs> that's um, good I, I, I hold them to a high standard. Uh, ah, man. I, so I want, I want to talk a little bit about getting this published SLG. Sure. I mean, um, yeah. I, what, what, the, the process behind all that, you know, you're, it's just starting out, you're just kind of making the doodles and putting them out on the web. And then somebody says, okay, I want to pay you for this. Talk about that just a little bit. Sure. So with SLG, well, actually, sorry, I'll back up. So I kind of quit comics. Uh, like I was saying, I had the graphic novel. My first 
kind of real quote unquote graphic novel come out in 2013. Did a handful of other gigs, other paid gigs, didn't really lead anywhere. So I kind of quit comics at the end of 2013. I had a picture book come out in 2014, kind of dabbled in children's literature. I was working with a talent manager based in LA and we were pitching animated series to the studios down there. So nothing really went anywhere. And in 20, like the mid to late 2014, I kind of just decided to dedicate myself to writing and drawing comics. By 2015, I was doing my first webcomic, Decades of Inexperience, with a, an online publisher called Antics Press, who I'm the editor, Francis Lombard, I still am, am working with on some other things and putting a Decades collection together. And Mr. Butterships came about in 2016. So about, I think it was like six months after we started Decades of Inexperience. And that was with an online literary magazine called Drunk Monkeys. And I had a couple of short stories published with them. So I had kind of gotten to know the editors and, and they're incredible people, very accommodating and gracious with, you know, giving me space to put, you know, Mr. Butterchips out there. And it, and it was going as a monthly. So starting to get a little bit more recognition, uh, I had kind of gotten to know Dan Votto from SLG because he put on the Alternative Press Expo, which was one of the big indie shows here in California. And in 2017, he had just gotten it back from the Comic-Con folks. Mm -hmm. So I was working with him actually to help him with Alternative Press Expo. But then we were talking about my work and, you know, possibly doing something together. So when it came to putting the collection together of Mr. Better Chips with the comics I had done for Drunk Monkeys, I reached out to Dan and he was all for it. So we put out the collection last summer. And then again, you know, trying to think of a way that Mr. Butterships was going to continue, I started to have some discussions with Dan as well. And, and he, you know, suggested, well, why don't we do it as a weekly? We'll, you know, put some t-shirts out. We'll, you know, use it as a way to advertise the book also. And it just sounded, it just made sense to me to do it that way. So I had also signed with a literary agent in 2019 and we're pitching, uh, you know, a graphic novel right now too. So a lot of irons in the fire. Um, but that just, you know, I went from one weekly to another and I had joked with my editor from decades of inexperience that, you know, I'm just a glutton for punishment and cartoonists are kind of masochistic by nature, with, with you know, what we do. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but it just felt like the right step to take with Mr. Butterchips. And with SLG, you know, they've launched so many careers. They, you know, they were the ones who put out... Um, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac by Yonan Vasquez, who then went on to do Invader Zim. Mm-hmm. Um, they published Evan Dorkin, who did Milk and Cheese with them, which was a book that I loved. You know, and he went on to do uh, Beasts of Burden, I think was, was one of the big, you know, books that he was doing for. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, for Dark Horse. Horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I, I just started picking up that second series. That the, or, yeah. I, I don't know if it's the second series. I guess it was a continuity. I thought it was a new thing. I never heard of it. And I was like, it's cool as shit. Yeah, no, it's been around for a while. And Evan started with SLG. So, and I could go on and on. <laughs> Durf Backdurf, who did My Friend Dahmer and just came out with Kent Stafe, State, rather, who's another graphic novelist who I really admire. Uh, so, I mean, they, you know, they're the, the, <laughs> the indie publisher who launched a thousand, you know, careers. So even in my 20s, when I started getting back into comics, they were one of the sort of alternative presses that I found. And, and it, you know, they were always on my bucket list 
of publishers to work with. So when I started to get to know Dan, you know, the, I don't want to say the excitement for being a creator had faded, but I had been around the industry a little bit more. So <laughs> maybe I was coming at it from a little bit more of a reasoned and, and weathered perspective, mm. but it was still exciting to get to know Dan. And, and then when we were talking about doing butter chips together, that just felt like the perfect home for especially the newer series that we're doing now. It was, it, it just, you know, the planets aligned. It was the perfect storm kind of situation. So I was stoked to put it out with him. And now here we are. I love it, man. I love it. <clears throat> Fucking success story. I, I, uh, I dig it. Um, yeah, success-ish. <laughs> well, you, it's it's there. I mean, there. all the yeah. all the ingredients are here, man. It's just you got to stir the pot a little bit longer, and the bench it'll it'll fucking start boiling here in a second, man. I promise you, this is great shit. Oh, this thank is amazing. you. And I do I, I do want to put out a little bit of a, a caveat because I, I make the joke about not being successful, but I absolutely appreciate where I am with my career right now because I know a lot of people, you know, haven't quite made it to that degree of you know, any notoriety or, or they're thinking about putting a book out and don't know how. And so I, I don't take any of this for granted at, at all whatsoever. I, I make jokes, I'm self-deprecating, but I'm completely appreciative for everybody who reads my comics and any publisher who's willing to put my garbage out into the world. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it, man. I dig it. I, 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 it's funny. I had a, a question for you here, but I'm scrolling through this collected edition again. I think it actually answers it. Um, I, I was going to ask you how you feel about, you know, things like Curious George and fucking <laughs> 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 Garfield and shit like that. But um, yeah, there uh, has to be a strip in there that uh, uh, addresses that a little bit. <laughs> absolutely. It, it certainly does. Uh, I, I love this uh, spring butter chips, man. I'm a big uh, I'm a big spring breakers fan. Uh, what the uh, Harmony Corinne. I fucking love Harmony Corinne. So uh, <laughs> that was it. actually the the recommendation of the editor Colleen uh, Carney Hopfner from Drunk Monkey. She loves that that movie, and it was a special edition, if you want to call it that, Mister Butterchips for a pop culture issue that Drunk Monkeys was doing, and she like personally <laughs> requested that, and that was completely for her. But it was a lot of fun, and I did watch the movie as we'll call it research so it was uh -huh. it was insane a lot of insane fun oh fuck man there, there, there's seriously a line in that movie that i probably quote twice a week and it's just look at all my shit <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's one of my fucking oh it's it, it, it's hilarious man i fucking love it that spring butter chips needs to be on a t-shirt man put that on a t-shirt and I'll, I'll, I'll buy that shit yeah, i'll wear a large <laughs> that, that's amazing that, that is the it out though I'll, I'll mention that just to plug my own you know merchandise but there is a, a t-shirt that slg is selling as well and it's mr butter chips you know kind of reeling back with a baseball bat about to crack open one of these talking laptops and the laptop is mm -hmm. saying something like vaccines cause autism i think that's what the laptop is oh, saying. <laughs> mr butter chips is about to teach that laptop a little bit of a lesson no oh, so those are available on the slg site just for anybody listening if you want a monkey t-shirt fuck yeah i dig <laughs> it i dig it this, this, this book's going places man so oh, when's thanks. the when's the next uh when can we expect the next um bit of mr butter chips here when's so every comic or every comic every wednesday there's a new comic oh, so yeah. we're doing it weekly for, you know indefinitely and I have 
you know, a lot of material written. So this is going to go on for as long as people are, you know, appreciating it and enjoying it. I think SLG and I will commit to keep doing it for at least, you know, a while. <laughs> that's, and, that's... and like if, you know, if my agent sells a graphic novel, some of that might have to be recalibrated to a degree because graphic novels tend to eat up a lot of your production time. So maybe it'll go to like a bi-weekly schedule or whatever, but you know, that's a bridge to jump off when I come to it. <laughs> so to Understood. Speak. Understood. So you could just go to uh, slgpubs.com to Correct. find it? Yep. Hell. And there's a, and if you go to the menu, there's just a web comics page. And it's sort of a landing page for all of the um, entries that have been published so far. Oh, yes, man. Oh, I'm seeing the, 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 cons- the vaccines cause autism image here. Yeah. I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. Um, Alex, this is this is awesome. I, 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 I'm going to definitely uh, search down the collected edition of this. This is just because it's I feel like it was written for me. It helps me know that I'm not Love the only fucking that. psycho out there, you know, that, yeah. that, 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 that thinks this way. You know, it makes me realize that maybe I'm not broken. You know, it's, 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 well, we're all important. kind of broken to some degree, aren't we? Well, but we're that's, damaged. That's, that's we're, okay. all, we're all a little damaged. Yeah, but I thought okay. I was broken. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah. You're not broken. No. no, no, I'm not broken. I'm not broken. There's, there's still some some dents and some dings and some scratches, no doubt about it. But I, th- this made me realize yeah, that's that, how yes, we learn. That, yes, yeah. uh, th- this is really it, it, it's a beautiful thing, man. And this is coming from. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I could keep going on about it. Uh, do, you, do you plan on doing any, uh, any of the con circuit? I know it's kind of starting up again towards the end of the year and in other places it's kind of going for sure. But I mean, I, I say next year, I think it's safe to say that we'll be back in full gear. Do you plan on doing yeah. any type of uh, rotations, any touring at all? Yeah, I typically could do stuff around California. Uh, we'll see if I can make it to San Diego maybe next year. Uh, right but I do... You know, there's the Silicon. I think it's just called Silicon now. It used to be Big Wow. That takes place in San Jose. I'd love to make it up to the, um, I think it's the Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the uh, one I want. Uh, I'm there's really, Seattle I, uh, Short Run too, which is an indie comic show. And I mean, if I had my druthers, if, you know, time and money and things mm-hmm. were, were not an issue, I would go to the Cartoonist Crossroads in Columbus, which is put on by Jeff Smith of Bone Fame. I would go to the Small Press Expo in Maryland, which is like an indie creator-centric show, and I've just always dreamed of, of being there. But yeah, I'll be hitting up some shows and hopefully some in-store signings uh, for the book. I'd like to set up some of those for even maybe later this year, but it'll probably be around you know the Bay Area, Central California sure. area. So unfortunately, oh, not a full book tour. <laughs> no, uh, no, that makes sense. I mean, it, it makes total sense for sure. Yeah. But it's but good to know that your novel gets picked up. That may be a possibility. So, oh man, uh, I did. We might uh, we might have to have you back to talk about the graphic novel at some. That would be my pleasure. Yeah, I I, I still Great. have. Uh, I guess I still have some questions written down here. But now that we know that there's so much more to talk about, I think it's <laughs> safe to save those for another time because they're not completely relevant to uh, Mr. Butter Chips in them. So you know. Yeah, uh, they, they could be talked about anytime. But man, I, uh, Alex, this is, I, I appreciate you following me for as long as you have because that oh, has likewise. now given me the opportunity to, uh, to, to have this conversation. You have, in fact, elevated my day like I 
anticipated. Um, and, well, and uh, I said, you know, I said I appreciate everyone who reads the comics and the publishers put out the comics, but just as much, I appreciate the podcasts and, you know, comics news sites that will dedicate any time to talking to me and helping me promote comics. And, and so I absolutely appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, it, it really has been my pleasure for sure. So um, slgpubs.com is where you're going to find Mr. Butterchips. And That's the one. Um, yeah. uh, man, uh, the, 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 the listener, you, you're going to enjoy the hell out of this. Listeners. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Um, well, thank you so much, Alex. Um, I, uh, man, stay safe out there. I can't wait to see what you continue to create. Yeah, uh, I'm, well, I'm subscribed. I just bookmarked SLG. Um, yeah, SLG pubs. Uh, I, I look forward to the next. <laughs> this is fun, man. Yeah, I'll keep um, you posted on on what's next too. Not just with butter chips, but you know if any other projects are coming out. I do have not do. I know we're trying to wrap up here, but oh, I do good. have a piece coming out um, in a an anthology called Mutiny Magazine, which is put out by Fabrice Sapolsky, who used to work with humanoids oh, and now kind of does his own thing. So that's coming out, and then Monkeys Fighting Robots puts out a um periodical too i'm very aware of them okay so uh, in their issue that's coming out now i wrote an article about kind of being just what it means to be a cartoonist so i have a little essay in there too yeah hell yeah man i i I, uh, plenty of places to find it but there's gonna be so much so many more so many more this is you're just you're just scratching the surface alex i know you you, you, this is the you're where you need to be well, this thank is, you. This is, this I appreciate is, uh, that. <laughs> I'm loving it, man. All right, brother. Well, uh, you stay safe, man. Don't stop right, creating. We'll, we'll, we'll be in touch. Definitely. Thank you. Yes, sir. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of The Apocalypse, And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apocalypse. What is The Apocalypse? The Apocalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous, podcast recommendations, please. Just think The Apocalypse, man. And it's ironic because The Apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Just go to podchaser.com. It's it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, I don't know, anything, anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the apocalypse. It's like the apocalypse with a D. Hmm. And do not forget to follow the Apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is the Apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, the Apocalypse is sure to have something for you. Hello, come and listen to Grand Rapidians play video games. My name is Willie. I'm the original Cooking Mama World Champion, and even though I've had close to 5,000 different brews, I always keep hams in the fridge. I'm Ginger. I'm the inaugural Tetris DS world record setter, and you can usually hear me eye roll at Willie's introductions. Every week, we review a beverage, we talk about a game we've played, we recommend something like a podcast, and we assign points for real-life experience. Come and listen to Grand Rapidians play video games. Found wherever you listen to quality podcasts.
there you have it. Another creator has been cornered. Episode 335 in the books. Mr. Frickin' Butterchips. I added in the frickin' part. Mr. Butterchips. Uh, you didn't need me to correct that. You didn't listen to the podcast. Uh, I'm seriously, I'm, 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 I'm hooked on this, man. Uh, this, this monkey is me via comic form, for the most part. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't love a, a rage monkey, yeah? Um, yeah, SLG Publishing. Check them out. Um, I uh, highly recommend uh, following Alex Schumacher on his uh, on his comic book ventures. I feel like he's only going up from here. This is only the beginning for this dude. I love this guy's energy. Um, I, uh, yeah, no, I'm <laughs> legitimately excited once again about Mr. Butterchips. Have you noticed the theme to this podcast? I'm excited about it. Everything from the people that I talk to. Yeah, that's because in my uh, in my world of uh, privilege that I've created for myself, I've made sure that I'm only talking to people that I'm excited about. So, oh man, and there's there's plenty more to come, people. Plenty of excitement to come. Um, so thank you so much for for checking this one out. Um, yeah, make sure you leave those five star reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a five star review. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and as always, make sure you check out Nerds Forever, one of my favorite new sponsors. My favorite new sponsor. Um, yeah. Uh, 307 Nerds, the number four ever dot com. I'll take you right to their uh, eBay store. And then if you happen to be traveling through Newcastle, Wyoming on a comic book mission, then make sure you check out their brick-and-mortar store. Uh, Once again, Nerds Forever, Newcastle, Wyoming. Um, Thank you so much. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you the next time there's things about comics to talk about. I command that you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers, you fuckers. Uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Good morning, Brian Wayne here to tell you about my new podcast, The Real Brains. The Real Brains podcast is a show coming out daily dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being. From troubles with rage to uh, anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions, this podcast really is just a uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone, so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday, every place you can catch a podcast. I got the real brains with Brian Wayne. Remember, stay sane.